You're listening to Mermaid for This Podcast with your host, Desiree Reinhardt. Tune in each week for a new episode featuring topics from self-development, entrepreneurship, creativity, and being the kick-ass boss that you are. So listen up and listen in because it's about to get real. After all, you were made for this. Here's your host, Desiree Reinhardt. And welcome back to Mermaid for This. Today's episode is sponsored by Thea Candle Company. Show notes are found in the description and on my website, mermaidforthis.com. Today is very exciting because today I have my very first guest on the podcast. Going into this, I knew I wanted to have a few episodes where it was just me so that my listeners could sort of understand my vibe. If you listen to episodes one through seven, you can clearly see that my approach to life and my approach to business is not black and white. I have a more visualize, believe, and work your butt off method, whereas a lot of business owners and a lot of people like to throw money at a situation to make it grow or sit back and hope that their dreams are just going to come true overnight. That's not me, and it never has been my style. While building up to this episode where I'm interviewing my very first guest, it was really important to stick to that feeling that Mermaid for This is all about. I wanted to interview talented, authentic, and strong artists, unique individuals, dream chasers, goal crushers, people that really stick out to you for being themselves. Introducing Anna from Luna Mesico. She's a silversmith jewelry designer working side by side with her husband, living in Mountain Air, New Mexico. She welcomes custom designs and has some of the funniest Insta stories that I have ever watched. Her lighthearted kindness shines through in all of her work, and I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised by just how talented she is. The interview went amazing. She is such a sweetheart, and I really think you guys are going to love her. So let's get right into it. I'm so happy that you wanted to do this with me. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. This is so exciting. I've never done this before. I've been really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, you know what? I've never interviewed someone before, so it's first time for me too. <laughs> Here we go. Um, okay. <laughs> so first things first, I want you to just tell me a little bit about yourself and introduce your business and let the listeners know what you're all about. Okay. I'm Anna Reynolds. I live currently in New Mexico with my husband, Corey. We are both silversmiths, and we work from home full-time, and it's a dream. We do everything we want to do. We go on adventures constantly. Anytime I can just say, screw it, let's leave work, we do it. Um, That's awesome. It's, it's, I feel really blessed to get to lead the life that I do. It's too much to get here, but... It's been a great journey. I'm really excited about life. That's awesome. That's really great. So when did you guys start making jewelry? And did you were you making jewelry before you knew him? Um, or is that something you both did together? Oh, yeah. I've been making jewelry since I was a kid. Wow. I, was, I was in Girl Scouts, and we learned how to do macrame. Yes. And then, and then I thought to myself, I bet I can make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I started making like friendship bracelets 
and selling them on the street. And my only customer was the mailman. I think he felt sorry for me, but hey, I took his business. And it was awesome. And I loved it. And it got me hooked. And then I started selling them at school. And as I got older, I didn't really look at it so much. It was just a hobby, just something that I like to do in my spare time. And as I got older, I had a job. And I don't like having a boss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can I can go with direction, but I'm certain one who likes to do things by herself, do things on my own accord. I don't need I don't I don't need someone else to tell me what to do usually. So I found Etsy in two thousand ten and realized, hey, I could sell what I make on here. This is crazy. So I started, I did like vintage stuff and found things at thrift stores that were old and I made them look nice and I'd sell them and then I started doing beaded things and wire wraps and two years ago we started doing silversmithing me and Corey actually started doing that together off of YouTube wow that's awesome so how do you think that your jewelry has evolved over the years when you first started what would you say was the main like medium you were working with and the main style that you had and then where you are today well back then I, I don't really think that I knew what I was doing yeah. I think I think everything I made was really weird just out yeah. there just yeah I mean the business has evolved a lot over nine years and in the beginning it was definitely had a vintage old-timey I'd say circus vibe almost yeah and now it's definitely more clean cut elegant intricate things that you would pass down heirlooms uh whenever I started out I was really inspired by things that were vintage things that were kind of I don't know just weird and no one else really liked it and I guess that's why I made it mine, because it was just claimable. And everything that I made was kind of just weird, had a vibe for some reason. And now it's much more clean cut, let's say elegant, an heirloom that you could pass down. I just try to make things that just seem timeless and classic. Yeah, I think that's the vibe that I get when I look at your jewelry. I mean, I think everything is super unique. And I knew going into this um, podcast, I had a couple jewelry de designers in mind, and you were definitely one of them. Oh, um, thank you. I, think, I just think your work is really, really unique. It's really special. And I really, when I made the post the other day, I want people to look at your work because I just think you're super talented. So where did the name Luna Mesa come from? Well, before, let's talk about my old name first. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, when I first started, I was called Drunken Mermaid Oddities. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know is, I knew that we were mermaid connected somehow. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, it was just kind of an emergency name, to be honest. Yeah, I was I was just like, well, I just need a name, and I thought about there's this bar that was opening in town that was gonna have a nautical theme, and they were gonna name it the Thirsty Whale. And I was like, oh I was like, ew, they should name it like the Drunken Mermaid or something. Yeah. And la da da, I needed a business name. There it was. Yeah, and that's awesome. 
cut to eight years, seven years later, I guess. And Corey and I are starting to work together. And I wanted the business to really reflect the two of us and not just be so feminine and, you know, kind of one-sided because he is half of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And we are both really, really in love with the desert. We live on a mesa in the middle of New Mexico called Mountain Air. And we're both just going out at night and we're like, look at the moon. (laughs) The sky is so open and endless and vast that you can just see. It feels like every star and planet is amazing. So we definitely wanted our brand to not only reflect us, but our surroundings. Okay, awesome. Let's pause for our sponsor, Thea Candle Company. I want to introduce you to a company whose mission is focused on giving back. Thea Candle Company is feeding the world one candle at a time. Their 100% soy candles burn clean for over 50 hours, and every candle sold buys a meal for someone in need. They also have all-natural soaps, and for every soap purchase, they donate a bar to a local city mission or a homeless shelter. Shop their 17 cents online at theacandle.com. My current favorite would have to be the Southern Tobacco scent. I just love it. So the next time you stop to purchase your candle, think about helping someone else in the process. Consider changing the world. My listeners get 10% off using code MERMAID. Again, visit theacandle.com and use the code MERMAID to save. Now, back to the podcast. What would you say has been your biggest struggle in business? Oh, wow. I guess I would say learning. Oh, so many things are coming to mind. I'm like, there really struggle, are. <laughs> struggle overload. How do you pick one struggle? Um, right now, I would say my biggest struggle is photography. Yeah. Because I'm sure you can understand this too, having to be a constant creative, which is what, which is what we are. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult and trying to remain consistent while being interesting and keeping people engaged is definitely a, a really hard thing for me to do sometimes, but I feel like I'm getting better at it. I'm taking more breaks, realizing that it doesn't always have to be all jewelry all the time. So that's helped a little bit, but I don't know. It's, I guess, just finding the balance between work and play. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I could definitely relate to you. And I think it's really important to have a balance in your life. And, you know, take time, be really focused on your business, but at the same time, you should focus on yourself because if you're not going to focus on yourself, your business will never run right. So, I mean, I could really um, relate to you on that. Um, I mean, I could party all the time and just never work and be happy with that. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) But that's not healthy, you know. Wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) It would. I try so hard, but I always have to come back to work at some point. Yeah. Um, So where do you see yourself in five years? I know that's like a really hard question to answer, but where do you imagine yourself being five years from now? You know, I think that a lot of people aren't prepared for this question. I know, it's really hard. (laughs) I think I ask myself this question weekly. 
if not if not think about it more on a day-to-day basis because I think being goal-oriented and thinking about the future is something that as I've gotten older I realize is important so I think in five years business-wise I would love to be working in gold I would love to maybe be cutting stones that okay. sounds kind of fun, kind of toxic, but kind of fun. <laughs> um, I would really like to have a family in five years. Okay. But, but you know, being a work-from-home businesswoman and a full-time mother, that's going to be a whole other balanced conversation right there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, definitely would love to expand the business more, get into more mediums of metal, and um, hopefully start a family in the next five years. That's awesome. I feel like we're in the same boat. We want to start a family soon. And it's really hard to imagine being a business owner and also being a mother. I mean, it's a scary thought, but it's definitely something we want to do as well. Yeah, I want to build an empire, a family empire, like, wouldn't All that right. be amazing? You were born into this family of jewelers. Yeah. Being presented to you, the torch has been passed by a young yes. child. Yeah. And and I, I would hope for that, but I don't want to be one of those parents who plans out their kids' lives before they're already born either. Right. But right. I hope they want that. I hope they want that. Okay. Um that's awesome. So If you could give, um, because a lot of emails that I get from people that have been listening so far is um, advice because they're thinking about starting a side hustle. They're still working full time and they're just not sure. So if you could give my listeners some advice right now, what would it be? I also get a lot of these types of questions and it usually seems like it's from someone who has been at it for two weeks. Yeah, that seems that seems to be the cap. And y'all, I'm laughing at you, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but you can't expect to make any money for yourself until after five years. It's just the rule. And I had two to three jobs for the first at least three years before I could start quitting this job, saying no and less hours to this other job to finally working from home full time. And it's a, it's a hard struggle, and there's a reason why not everyone can do it. You have to be patient, and you have to, above all, believe in yourself, because no one else is going to believe in you, trust me. No one else has believed in me as much as I have believed in me. And at the end of the day, self-empowerment will be your favorite and your best and most effective tool. Absolutely. I don't think you could have said it any better. I always say that in a lot of my episodes that your dream is not just going to happen. You have to work for it. And I think a lot of people see people on Instagram and they think it's so easy, but it's definitely not. It's one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. So it's super hard. And I think uh, you gave some really good advice. That was awesome. Thank you. It's, it's a constant self-evaluation. And I think that self-doubt really can pull some people down to a dark hole that they're not prepared for and it's okay if you need to have a boss like don't think less of yourself just because you can't work for yourself yeah like it's not for everyone I personally 
I would love it if I could handle someone else telling me what to do and just be handed that paycheck and go home at the end of the day. I'd probably have more money in my life, but I'm nowhere near as satisfied working for someone else, doing what someone else wants me to do. I, I have to have that creative outlet. I'm just such a creative person that if I don't do it, I just feel stunted. So I saw you post um, that your jewelry was featured in a major motion picture, Arizona, which is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so um, much. So what, what did that feel like? Because I did watch your Insta stories and I saw you, you were so happy. But what did it feel like when you first got the news and what did it feel like seeing it? Well, I, <laughs> I think if you could just put in one loud scream, that would be that nation of all of my feelings because from the moment that I got the message that they were interested in my jewelry to going there and putting everything on a table with costume designers to them picking it out to making new pieces for the show to seeing it on my TV screen was like I just had my hands on both sides of my face and my jaw was dropping I was like how is this happening like yeah how was this real? Because I had to keep it quiet for a whole year. I couldn't tell anyone. And right now I actually will have more jewelry on the show AP video coming out March 3rd or 7th. Excuse me. I don't know what day it is. But oh my God, that's awesome. Yes. I will have, I think 14 pieces in the wow. second season. So I'm like really excited to see that too. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank um, you. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, so off topic, nothing to do with business, but the other day <laughs> I did see um, that you were binge watching Lost and that is literally like one, of, I love Game of Thrones, but that might be number two. Oh and, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, me and my husband love Lost. When we first met and started dating, we binge watched it. I had already seen it, but I, I was like, you have to watch this show. And if you're not oh, hooked yeah. by like episode two, I promise we could shut it off. And then at episode two, he was like, all right, let's do this. Cause I love let's it. Let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> so who is your favorite character on the show? Oh, oh my I kind of feel like that's asking a mother who their favorite child is. I know. <laughs> I I love and hate every character at some point. Oh my God, I know, I know. But I think that's because I see so many of my own traits that yes. I like and dislike in the characters. Yep. And I kind of like ugh, cringing whenever someone does something. I'm like, oh man, I only hate that because I see that in myself. Ugh. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but... I think my favorite would probably be the French woman, Danielle Russell. Oh, uh, yes, she, yes. I, I think she's just, I don't know. I, I see myself in her a lot just because she's done things on her own. She seems like a boss lady. She seems like she doesn't need your help. She'll take care of all of you instead. Yes. And you're not ready for it. But, yeah, I think she's my favorite. And Charlie. And Claire. Oh my God, Charlie <laughs> and Claire. Yeah. So, did you finish the entire series, or are you still watching? I'm still watching. I finished it, I think, one time all the way through back in like 2013 or something. So it's been long enough that I remember the plot, 
but I don't remember the last few seasons. So I think I'm on season five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And then I guess lastly, do you want to tell my listeners where they could find you online, Instagram, wherever? You can find me on Instagram at LunaMesaCo, L-U-N-A-M-E-S-A-C-O, and online at www.lunamesa.co. Perfect. So I just have to say, um, I think that one of the things that really stick out to me about your brand is I love your packaging. Oh, thank you. I think your packaging is very inviting. I think it's like, not only are you purchasing, say someone's purchasing a necklace for themselves or for a loved one. I think that not only do they get this amazing piece of jewelry, but they get this awesome packaging and it comes with so many items. So basically, um, I guess my question would be, did you design everything like the logo, the stamp that you put on the box? Like where did you, where did you get inspired to come up with such beautiful packaging? Everything is designed by me. Everything from the wording to the logos to the, even I do hand-drawn stone and metal meaning cards with every piece. And I have hand-drawn every stone for each card. I've done all of my logo work and I designed the box myself. I really wanted it to be like an experience because I don't have a brick and mortar store to welcome you with. I yes. want, I want to be able to come into your home and this is a box that you open up and all of a sudden, wow, it smells good. There's some Palo Santo in here for me to smudge my house with. There's a little Southwest rug. It's my home that is coming to yours. And you can put that on your little dresser with your jewelry and make yourself a little altar. And I don't know. I just wanted it to be something really fun. And like you said, inviting. I just wanted it to be, I don't know, just kind of like a little gift. I think that's great. And I'm really happy that we got, I got to mention it because I want people when they purchase from you, hopefully from listening to this, to know that not only are they just going to get jewelry, but you really do an amazing job with presenting everything and sending it out in the mail. Thank Um, you. Taking 30 minutes out of your day to talk to me has been awesome. And um, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. All right, you guys, I have to say that I think Anna's super cool, super talented. The interview went great. Tune in next week for episode nine, featuring another very talented artist. I want to thank today's sponsor, Thea Candle Company. Use my code MERMAID to save 10% while helping someone in need. It's a win-win. I want to thank today's guest, Anna from Luna Mesico. Show notes can be found in the description and on my website, mermaidforthis.com. I'm your host, Desiree Reinhardt, signing off. I'm Anna from Luna Mesico, and you were made for this. Tune in next week for a new episode, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Show notes are found in the description and at mermaidforthis.com.